Hey, and welcome to the Pathway Church Podcast. We're so glad you're here to join us. We hope that this podcast inspires you to live life both for God and your city. Make sure to subscribe to stay up to date with all of our most recent episodes. And remember to leave us a five-star rating. Enjoy the message. Good morning, Pathway. So good to see you. Can we just bless the Lord right now and let's honor Him. Thank Him for all He's done, all He's doing. Airport campus, everybody is joining us online right now. We're so thankful for what God is going to do today. Anybody excited about today? Today. I mean, hey, the Bible says this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. So is there anybody in the house today that can just rejoice just for a second? I mean, even if it was just a normal, just a normal day, but Pathway Church, look at me just for a second. Today is not normal. Today is not natural. Today is supernatural. I'm so excited for what the Lord is doing. One more time, let's honor him and bless him really good. Now, I wanted to tell you who you are just for a second. At important stages of my life, my father and my mother got a hold of me and they would walk me in some kind of rite of passage into a new season. I didn't know that's what was going on, but they knew exactly what they were doing. I've tried to do the same for my kids and I want to do the same for you today. I want you to know who you are. This is my dad. He would say, son, you're a Johnson. You got what it takes, you know, represent well. He would do all of those things and he would begin to remind me of my character and my identity. And that's what I came to do today. Pathway Church, you are a people of gospel legacy. Now, you may have shown up here today thinking, well, I'm just a single mom. You know, I, I'm, I'm just from the young adults group. You know, I just showed up here today. This is the first time I've been here. Let me tell you, every single human in this room is the fruit and the product of gospel legacy out over the course of 71 years. You did not get here by accident. God loved you enough that he orchestrated all kinds of events to bring us all, every single one of us here together in exactly this moment. It's not accident. God planned this. And you're standing right now in the fellowship, a, a family of God that has been built and shaped. Living stones jointly fit together is what the Bible says. And not only that, is this is not just a freeze frame, a moment, a snapshot, a screen capture of a moment in time but we are part of a trajectory, 2,000 years of preparation for this moment that God knew what he was doing. When Jesus laid down his life 2,000 years ago and took it back up again, he didn't just do it for Peter, James, and John, and the folks in Israel, and Samaria, and just a little bit further out, but he did it for Mobile, Alabama. He did it for airport campus. He did it for LA, lower Alabama. He did it just for us. He knew what he was doing. We arrive here because the power of God and the faithfulness of people, I feel like it's embodied in this passage here, Psalm 145 and verse four. The psalmist says, one generation shall commend your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts. And because along the way people have done so, we find ourselves here under the covering and grace and goodness of the Holy Spirit, God's word, his presence, salvation, being transformed, being knitted together in family. Because someone loved God enough and loved you enough to commend God's gospel and his good works to you. 
Is there anybody in this room that deserves heaven? I don't hear anybody. I just hear some mumbling. Maybe some people go, not me. Definitely not my husband. You know, not, not that joker or down the row, you know. The gospel has been commended to us. And then we have it in this moment and we're called to commend it to other people. So this has me thinking, what would happen if Pathway Church had not existed over 71 years? What would have happened if it didn't exist? Would you be different? Because I know I would be. I know my family would be. I know the journey for my father would have been different. I know the relationships that came together that seemed like accident, that looking back is a puzzle, has been stitched together wonderfully. Uh, things would be different for a lot of people, don't you think? Does anybody agree with that today? Just go ahead and say amen. Say, yeah, that, talk about it, pastor. Don't leave me hanging today. You know what? Is that true? It'd be different for a lot of people. But let's not think about a lot of people just for a second. What about one person? What about me? What about you? Or I, my mind just has been running all week with the people. What if the church hadn't existed for my friend, Joanne Brault? Anybody remember Joanne? Amazing, strong woman, transplant from Connecticut, found her way to a little slice of heaven called Mobile, Alabama. And when she, when she showed up here, she found a church that loved her because this church loved Jesus Christ. And Joanne was strong. I mean, she would travel. She, she was a Connecticut Yankee hippie. And, and she would try, she had kayaks and she loved to get outside and do things. And she stepped into this place and she met Jesus. Hey, would you guys take a second with me and just remember Joanne, I want you to hear her story just one, one time. Be, be reminded of God's legacy in you and in Joanne. Check this out. My name is Joanne Brawl. I'm 16 years old, and I moved here from Connecticut in 2016. When I made that break from Connecticut, I just looked. I knew there was something else out there. So I checked around different churches and found Pathway. And from the minute you hit the doors, you felt welcome in here, you know? So, um... September 30th, I, uh, I was coughing. I thought I had bronchitis again, and I had cough syrup still at home, but I thought I needed an antibiotic to get rid of it, so I went to the emergency room. But while I worked still, I went like this because we had a busy day, and I felt a lump on my collarbone. So when I went to the emergency room, I told them bronchitis. They did a chest x-ray. I told them the lump and gave me antibiotics, and, uh, he said, I want to do a CAT scan. I said, okay. He came back about a half hour later, and he said, he pointed to the lump, and he says, that's malignant, and he had lung cancer. And I'm like, can't we just get that out of there? And he said, no. So uh, he said, this was sitting on the jugular vein. He wanted to keep me overnight, see a pulmonary doctor in the morning. You're not keeping me here. I got the diagnosis that it was small cell lung cancer. Stage four. So we did some more scans, and uh, within that month, from September to October, I had a tumor on my lung that's uh, goes off the bronchial tube and uh, collapsed the upper part of the lungs. Then it went to the lymph nodes and to two spots in the brain. I saw the radiologist. We're doing radiation. We're doing uh, chemotherapy. The type of cancer I have is a fast, the fastest 
and deadly as it's her. Sorry. Um, if I didn't do treatments, I would have three months to live. And with treatments, I grew from months to years. But when I laid down for all those scans, Jesus lay right there next to me. I swear to God, he put his heart around me. He says, everything's going to be all right. I'm here. And things have been getting better. I'm not afraid. I mean, I'm crying because I'm sad, but I'm, I, I know he's with me. You know, so to a lot of people, they would look at it and I saw a death sentence because it's not going to cure me. But that's okay. Even if I have, however long I have, It's okay. I'm not afraid. Before we even started the last series, I said, you know what, Heather? I think I'm I think I'm ready to be baptized. This is Joanne this morning. That's, that's your family that you hear. I love you guys. I love my church. Thank you for all your support. I love Jesus. Amen. I love my pastors. It's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. I got Jesus. Now, Joanne, you're very much in the middle of your story right now. Yes. Your, now, your story, it really begins with this decision, though. Yes. So, in some ways, you're not in the middle. I'm at the beginning. You're at the beginning. That's right. And I got a beautiful journey ahead of me. Yes. And I'll tell you, we're praying. We're praying that God will touch your body. And we, we believe in healing. We believe that God can do anything he wants. Me also. Yeah. I feel changes. Yeah. And I know he's working in me. And, and here's, what I, here's what I know. That no matter what that journey is like, you're starting right by glorifying God with this decision, with your life. This. No matter what lies ahead. No matter what lies ahead. You'll follow him. I'll follow him. No matter what. No matter what. I'll tell you what, we'll walk that journey out with you. Thank you. We'll be, we'll be there with you. But when we can't, because there's, there, there are things that all of us will face that we'll be all alone. But Jesus will be with me. He will never leave you. He will never, never. forsake you. He never will. You are a blessing to me. You're a blessing to me. Thank you. One, I have a special place in my heart for people who sit on the second row. That's I, my favorite spot. I love it. I, I love it. And I always get a little piece of encouragement from you every Sunday morning. You're always going to reach over and encourage me. And I, I'll try and get to you first. But I want to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for how you're going after the Lord. And... You have come into an arena. You're no longer sitting in the stands. But when you place your trust in the Lord, you're in the fight. You're in the fight. You're not alone. Have you placed your trust in Jesus Christ? I have. And you've asked him to forgive you of your sins? I have. And you believe that the Lord heard that prayer? I believe he did. And you're forgiven? I believe I'm forgiven. Now, I tell every single person, the, I echo these words the, that are in the scriptures. Any man that puts his hand to the plow is not fit for the kingdom of God. Don't quit. Don't quit. 
if you ever feel weak, we'll help you plow. Okay? Deal. We'll, we'll help you push. Would you guys just affirm that commitment from our church family today? <laughs> Joanna, based on, Joanne, based on your profession of faith in Christ Jesus and in following Christ's command and his example, I now baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Come on, Pathway. We love you. We love you, girl. Isn't that beautiful? Any man that puts his hand to the plow and looks back is not fit for the kingdom of God. My friend and my sister that I love so dearly, that encouraged my life, she did not let go. She pressed forward. She pressed into Jesus. She is in the presence of Jesus. But before she went, she found a family that loved God and loved her and connected her together. Pathway Church, we have a legacy in Christ Jesus. Thank God for Joanne. Thank God for Jesus. And I want to say today, thank God for Pathway Church. Thank God that Pathway Church exists. Something has been given to us out over seven decades and because we have been using it and giving it away, sometimes to greater degrees than others, you know, we're not always on point, but let me tell you, Pathway, it feels like we have been steadily moving forward, oscillating up and God has helped us. And when we have fallen and when we have hurt and when we have broken and, and, and when we have tried to navigate through our things, let me tell you, God never left us. He never forsook us. And he has been faithful right up until this very second. How many of you believe that over at airport campus today? Do you believe that here at Moffitt campus today? Have you experienced that? It's where people have legacy. Let me tell you the difference between inheritance and legacy. You know, inheritance is something that your folks leave for you. It might be a little bit of something. It might be a lot of something. Inheritance is something that someone leaves for us. But legacy is what someone leaves within us. And we have been left a heritage and a legacy that forms our identity and is forming us um, so that we can do that for other people. We are people of legacy. And we will leave a legacy in others. That's my determination with my life. As long as I have breath, as long as I have strength, as long as I have any influence, as long as I have anything in my hands, as long as I've got strength in my bones, I want to bless the world around me. Not just with things, not just with help, not, not just for, with food, not just with encouragement, but I'm talking about with the gospel of Jesus Christ. See, the world comes up short in what they have. Maybe they can help people get a house. Maybe they can help people get some clothes. But all of that stuff, that's just symptoms. That's just things. Let me tell you, for the man, for the woman that finds Jesus and gets Jesus down on the inside, it informs the way you live. It informs the way that you love. It informs the way that you buy. It informs the way that you sell. It informs the way that you care. Listen, my marriage is better because of Christ Jesus in me and Christ Jesus in Kelly. This is our competitive advantage. This is what we have. And it's not temporal. It's not temporary. It's eternal. So here's our challenge. Hebrews chapter 12, verse one, the Bible says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, heaven, God, the saints, 
the angels, those who have gone before us, the Larry Smiths, the Henry McDuffies, the people who have paved the way, the, the people who have sacrificed and worked doing um, things that they could do to increase influence or increase opportunity or add resources so that we could advance the gospel. Listen, just imagine them in the arena watching us. Now, I don't know how all of that works. Here's just what I do know. Here's what I know is that we did not arrive at this place by ourselves. My father, my heavenly father and my earthly father have, my, my earthly father has gone on before me Therefore, since I, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, Pathway Church, let us throw off everything that hinders and and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance, the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith. Let's get the job. Let's get the deal. Let's do our work. Let's have a vacation. Let's do all of those things. But you pay attention to what the main thing is. You know what the main thing is? The main thing is to keep the main thing, the main thing. The main thing is Jesus Christ, is Jesus Christ. So let's get our eyes fixed. So here's the three things. Number one, throw off every hindrance pathway. Throw off the sandbags from your hot air balloon. There's some things it's time to stop doing, stop focusing, stop fretting over. Throw them off, do that, throw off every hindrance. Secondly, Run the race, get in your race and run it. And then finally, fix your eyes on Jesus. This is where Kelly and I want to be. They were asking God, Lord, what is it that you have for us in this moment? Help us to fix our eyes on you. We want to make our greatest contribution to the Lord with our family, with our church, with our life, with everything that we're doing. And we're saying it's Christ in Christ alone. Lord, help us to see, succeed, help us to move forward. But Lord, won't you let the Johnson family get Jesus Christ down deep? Won't you let Jesus be the very center of what Pathway Church does? Would you bless Mobile because we existed? Is there anybody else that's praying that prayer today? We're surrounded. Now, today's a good day to be at Pathway Church because we get to remind ourselves of who we are. Who is Pathway Church? Let me tell you. When you walk in the lobby, you see it right there on the wall. Pathway Church exists for God and our city. Say that with me. For God and our city. That's what we exist for. We love people a lot, but we love people slightly less than we love Jesus. And you know, you can't please everybody. So if we're going to please one person, we're going to please... We're going to please... We're going to please the Lord. We're going to please... Please, Jesus. And you know what? I want my wife to love me. I want my wife to approve of me. I want you to approve of me. But if I'm the only one standing and the choice is between you and Jesus, hey, I want you to go with me. I want you to go. Please go with me. Please. Please. We got a great journey. I want you to go with me. But if you don't go, I'm going with Jesus. We're going with Jesus. We're going with Jesus. So we love God more than anything. But boy, we sure do love one another. We love our world. Tracy and Brian, I love y'all. I love y'all like a fat kid loves chocolate. I love you guys big time, big time, big time. Airport campus over there. I love you guys big time. Ricky O'Kelly, I like to see you up moving around now, not on those crutches after you broke your leg. I love you, brother. I love you. Pathway Church, do you love one another? Y'all love each other? (laughs) 
Do you love your city? This, this is who we are. This, you know what? People pray, Lord, give us our city. Everybody wants their city until the city comes in and sits down by your family. Man, we want them all. We want them all. If you're living and breathing and you're moving, you got a seat here at Pathway Church because the answer to the world's problems is right here in this place. It's right here. It's right there on Airport Boulevard. It's, it's right there where you're hearing the word of God going forth. God has a plan. We, ha- we are a part of that plan and that plan includes our city. Now, God has done so many things over 71 years, but the last five years, let me tell you, we have had over 600 small groups. And those small groups have done 600 ministry projects, building out the walls at the Women's Resource Center where this year over 1,000 abortion-minded women made a decision to keep their children and raise their children. You helped do that. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. I I hear people say, oh, the church is pro-life. No, the church is really just only pro-birth. Don't give me that. Let me tell you. Let me just get something off my chest. I just need to talk just for a second. Just need to talk for a second. First of all, nobody should have anything negative to say about somebody keeping a baby. How many of you like to breathe and you like to live and you like to have the opportunity of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness? You want to, you don't want somebody taking away your ability to live. Everybody's got rights. Everybody's got civil rights except the unborn. No, everybody ought to live. Everybody ought to live. But you look around the world and who's built more hospitals and schools and clinics and children's homes and who's caring for more widows in the world than any other institution. Let me just give you, I'll just cut to the chase and spoil the surprise. It's the church of Jesus Christ. The universities that we have, the universities have so many of them started by churches. You think of the great hospitals today where if you go to St. Jude's, you don't pay a dime for Nobody does, pays a dime for treatment. What's that place called? St. Jude's, who did that? Some Christian folks all over the place. You guys need to go to the hospital in Jacksonville? Go on over to Baptist Hospital. You need to go to the hospital in Mobile? Go to Providence Hospital. You look at the churches and schools all over the world. This is, this is what it is. You guys have been right down in the middle of that. Soup kitchens, putting ball uniforms on little leagues, Strickland Youth Center, Christmas for women in uh, shelters for abused women. You guys do that so regularly. You know what? It happens so fast. You know where I found out about so much of this stuff that you guys do? Facebook. Facebook. It's, it's out of control. We, don't even, we lost the planning mechanism for it. You guys are just flowing. You, you're flowing and you're moving. Think about all of the good things this week. We were at Faith Academy homecoming. Of course, I was a proud dad. I had been out of the country. I hustled back, man, coming, hurrying, trying to get back in because I was walking my daughter. I'm prouder than a peacock. I'm walking her senior homecoming. Man, she looked like a million bucks. I was looking at her and I was looking at the other fellas thinking, who, who am I going to take out right now? You know, and I was, I was standing there and you know, we're standing there and person after person, this student is planning to go to the University of Alabama. Their home church is Pathway Church. Over and over and over again. I thought I should take up an offering right here. I look at all the things that the Lord has done just right here in our community. 
course, I shared a few weeks ago about how the son of one of our long-term great families in our church had a terrible car accident here, right here on Moffat Road. And a new believer that had just been baptized about a year before, a medical professional was one of the first. I just met, baptized her, just baptized her. She just happened to be going down the road and was one of the first people on the accident. And she climbed into that mangled car and saved his life. She didn't even know that that was her brother in Christ and her fellow brother from her Pathway Church. All of the things. What if Pathway didn't exist? I think about how all around lives are being transformed and miracles are taking place. I hear about them all the time. In fact, I heard today that my good friend and a powerhouse couple in our church, Chuck and Renee Simmons, where are you guys? Are are y'all here at Moffitt Campus? Would you just raise your hand? I, I I know you're here. Are they out in the... They're over, okay, they're over in their small group. Listen, here's what I found out about today. Chuck had a stroke, not today, but today that joker walked into this church with no cane and no assistance on his own power walking. And this is a house of miracles. It's a house of the miraculous. Feels like all around lives are being transformed, marriages healed, people's lives are being brought into alignment with God heart, God's heart. The miraculous is truly happening here. I believe that Pathway Church We're bringing the word of God with boldness and with love. And I'm so thankful for you. Let me tell you, you have your forefathers and foremothers DNA down inside of you. People that dream big and weren't afraid to start small. It's in you. You're people who can do things. You can make things. You can make things happen. You can believe God for the impossible and the impossible happens. You can be the... first one in your family not to have a divorce. You can be the first one in your family to raise up your children to know and trust the Lord and you will be a game changer for generations and generations. I believe in you. Romans 1 16 Paul says for I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes. Let me tell you this is not a self-help center where we come and we get just a little bit better. We just improve a little bit better. Yes Those things happen, but this is a house of radical transformation where the blind see, the lame walk, the dead live again, marriages are restored, people place their trust in Jesus, they turn their back on every other God and they follow after Jesus. That's what this house is. We're a place of power and a place of the supernatural. You know, when Solomon built the temple, invited the spirit of God into the house, God's presence was so strong that no one could even stand. If God can do that in the temple of Solomon, if God can bring those great revivals that we experienced early on where the presence of God was so thick and you've had tastes of it here. And let me say, I truly believe that we are in revival right now. If God can do that in Solomon's day and God can do that in the day of our forefathers and our foremothers, the pioneers of this church. How many of you believe that God can and is doing that now in us today? I don't want anything less. Charlie, I don't want to, I don't want to rip off of the church. I don't want to rip off of the presence of God. I don't want some manufactured move. I want God to transform us from the inside out so that we look like Jesus. Man, he's good. Physical miracles, a place of financial testimonies, miracles, of overwhelming 
kindness and goodness to strangers who are in need. And as we give cups of cold water to people who are thirsty and hungry, we see the miraculous that as we do that, that we're actually giving those gifts to the Lord according to the scriptures. We're here to love Jesus and experience the supernatural power that comes with his presence. That's who Pathway Church is. Where have we been? 71 years. 71 years God's walked with. He's, he's birthed something small like he did when we had that little white chapel. Do we have a picture of that? This is, this is where we came from. You better remember where you came from. Do we have that here? You got to remember, you know, it's a little, little white chapel. That's a little place. We couldn't even get one row of people into this place and for me be able to preach. And if it had a bathroom, God help us if the bathroom flushed during service. That's all I'm going to say. This is where we came from. And then we moved over to where Indian Springs Church of God was. We got that picture. It's a beautiful building, that great steeple there. And then Pastor Henry McDuffie, who I like to think of as an old lion of Pathway Church, daring, strong voice, believed that anything could happen. He brought us right here to Moffat Road. And this is how I first met Pathway Church. This is what it looked like to me when as a freshman in college, I rode over here with my college roommate, Pastor McDuffie's grandson, and we came in here for an Easter service. And actually I came to find out when I became pastor. I, I mentioned to Pastor Andrick, I said, you know, the first time I went to Pathway, some guy was walking up the stairs. It was like an Easter production. He was carrying a lamb and he, he dropped, fell, dropped the lamb down in a tuba, down in, into the orchestra. He said, who told you to tell me that? I said, what are you talking about? He said, that was me. <laughs> And God was so good and we went and created a space. We created a space so that we could have community and the church kind of connected together. I think we got that little picture there. We can just jump onto that. And boy, that, that's a big transformation, isn't it? That was a big transformation. And then there is this other thing. Don't, don't, don't show it quite yet. I want to tell you a little story here. I'm trying to do fast. I'm trying to squeeze so much into right now. How airport campus came to be. Because God did a miracle by picking me up out of a place that I had built up, I scratched out about 27 people or so to becoming one of the largest churches in Miami, Florida, a city of some 1 million people. God did a miracle to bring me here. And man, let me tell you, I am in heaven at Pathway Church. Yep, it's real. It's real. But I walked in with one of my friends, one of the great people here at Pathway Church, somebody I love dearly, one of my closest friends in the world. I'd do anything for him. I think he'd do anything for me. I love him. We sat down at Cracker Barrel. I said, hey, man, I kept hearing about this little church you had. And uh, I thought it was like a little white wedding chapel or something. And then I drove by it this week. Oh, my goodness, that's a nice building. You know, he had picked this building up because they hadn't been able to finish construction. So he picked it up as an investment and was fixing up to also to help that church that was having problems with it. I said, man, it was beautiful. It's beautiful. He said, you think so? I said, man, I do. I've been here for like five months. He said, well, then you can have it. And he gave me the keys. And that was the day when I said, when I said, Pathway Church is having a baby. Y'all remember that day? What a, this is where we have come from. Now we went and bought extra acreage and we built out that property and we made investments so that Pathway Church Airport Campus, you could be involved in this service today. And boy, God has done so much. And when we opened that campus, when we opened that campus on that day, that day that we opened, 
Our grand opening Sunday, we had 650 people at airport campus. Man, to God be the glory. Can we just go ahead and bless the Lord? So I guess what I'm trying to say is I'm trying to say that we are a legacy people. This thing is bigger than any one of us. And you've made investments and you've lived and you've done all of these things. Now, it seems to me, it seems to me that in the course of our journey, God has sent us a few different kinds of people. He sent us the unchurched people, the people that hadn't been in, the overchurched people that are so tired of church, they've given up on it. And then the, the de-churched people, you know, the overchurched people, they've been in it so long that they lost the, the sense of, in the awe of who Jesus is. And they were, they were going through the motions, but they weren't down in it with Jesus. And then the de-churched people, they just said, uncle, I can't handle any more of this stuff. God sent them to us. And over 71 years, God took these three kinds of people and he created a fourth kind of people. That's a, this person, a legacy people, a people who are being transformed, people who said, I love Jesus and I want my people to love Jesus. This, I wanna share this passage, Deuteronomy chapter six, verses four through nine. The Bible says, and this is called the Shema in the Old Testament. Jesus goes and takes it and brings it on into the New Testament. And he says in the Old Testament, listen, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone. And you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength. And you must commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these commands that I'm giving you today. Repeat them again and again to your children. Talk about them when you're at home and when you're on the road, when you're going to bed and when you're getting up. Tie them around to your hands and wear them on your foreheads as reminders. Write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. We're people that say this is gonna outlive me. This is going to go to my children and my children's children and my children who are yet a long way off. If Jesus doesn't come first, as long as my children are reproducing because I am a legacy person, I've got Jesus and I've handed it off. I want to see this thing continue to multiply because who knows what else is out there? What's next? My friend over at airport campus today, Fabian Jandrew, is one of those guys. Fabian has come to know Jesus through airport campus about a year ago. And God repeatedly, consistently is blowing me away with what he's doing in Fabian's life. A couple of weeks ago, I was preaching. And as I was preaching about the faithfulness of God and knowing some of Fabian's story, and we're going to get to hear some of Fabian's story a little bit later in this series. But as I was preaching, I felt the presence of God descend on airport campus. And I look as this strong man who is stepping into an a role as a police officer is over there with tears of joy running down his face. And I watched as we prayed and people went off to the side walls, just praying and seeking God. And I said, man, that man has come to know Jesus Christ because the people of Moffat campus loved the Lord enough to reach out into something that didn't exist to make it exist so that the next generation could come to know Jesus. Hey, can we bless Fabian over there at airport campus today? In 2017, when I told you that Pathway Church was having a baby, I said, today there are people living in their living room that are sitting in their living room watching TV today that this time next year will be lifting their hands, worshiping the Lord. Let me tell you, airport campus is filled with people like that. And I have some wonderful friends that were not a part of Pathway Church in 2017 that were in 2018 when we launched that church. They're there today. I love them so much. Hey, would you guys put your hands together for people like Miguel and Nancy Cuesta, my brothers and sisters, and love Jesus and love me and are such a tremendous part of this church? Or what about when we depopulated our church, by our Moffitt campus, by sending people to airport to go and be a part? And we had some great 
people like Mike and Jackie Rogers, who had been part of our church for decades, they have gone over and listen, it's not an official title, but if you've been there, you know it's true. They are the father and mother of airport campus. You can't sneak into that place without them throwing their arms of hospitality around you and sneaking you over and connecting you to one of the pastors or one of the leaders or a small group leader. And next thing you know, you have fallen into the lake called Pathway Church. Mike and Jackie, we love you. We're praying for you. We believe in you. And I thank God for you. Come on, Pathway, can we bless Mike and Jackie? So thankful for all of his grace. All over Pathway Church. This is who we are. This is the kind of church that the world needs. We're not a scrawny, emaciated church, and I will never apologize to call you to be faithful in tithing and giving and serving and attending the church. Pastor, how much do I need to go to church in order to be saved? How much do you need to love your wife to be married? That's what I'd ask. You know what? I want to see my wife all the time. I want to be close to her all the time. When I go out of town and I see her, it's like seeing her for the first time all over again. I'm like, baby. Hey, let's go out to eat. We go out to eat and I'm like, check, please. Let's come on. We got it. We got it. Come on, baby. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. When you, when you love Jesus and you love the church, we're not asking what's the least we can do, but Lord, we want to give you everything that we've got. We want, come on. Does anybody believe that today? Everything we've got. We're not going to stop what we've been called to do and we're not going anywhere. We're like Nehemiah on the wall and we're not coming down. We're building this thing. And you know what? God is, we're partnered with God. We cannot lose with him on our side. You know, let's stay on his side. Let's continue to build and let's continue. What happens in year 80? What happens in year 90? What happens in year, what happens next year? It's going to be awesome. We're not going to stray away from God's word. We're going to, we're not going to walk into the confines of the church, pull up the drawbridge and stay in here safe away from the culture. No, we want to engage this culture with the transforming power of Jesus Christ. We've gone into our city with millions of pounds of food when our community was in its greatest moment of need and when racial tension was brewing like crazy. And we didn't have all the answers to fix that. But let me tell you, it's hard to argue with love. And you know what? When people of all colors, all nationalities, all ages, all socioeconomic status put on masks and gloves during the middle of pandemics and start loading uh, boxes of food and putting it into cars. Listen, we don't have silver and gold, but what we do have, we give it to you. And one thing that we've got is we got Jesus Christ. We fed every single healthcare worker in every single hospital in Mobile at the peak of the pandemic so that we could say that we love them. We're working to care for the widow and orphan and through things like Biotree Change of Life, we are now in 17 states helping children globally and locally. And this year we will surpass giving away $5 million to help children all over this world. And you know, it's not, this isn't happening because somebody's rolling up with big money. It's happening because some 16,000 families around the United States have been mobilized at Christmas to help children through a simple purchase and a dream. They're not buying Christmas trees. They're buying hope. And they're giving hope. Our network of small groups at Pathway Church are spanning, spanning from the border of Mississippi and now going all the way into Baldwin County. Have you noticed that we have a small group in Baldwin County now? Man, at a time while people are dying in the shadow of the steeple 
It is time that Mobile County has more and more invigorated, spirit-filled, Bible-believing, aggressive, community-loving churches that are going after Jesus and after our neighbor. Pastor, when is enough enough? Why are you always pushing us? Enough, okay, whose nephew do I say no to that you can't come in the house? Whose son and whose daughter? Who is it that's over in the lockup that can't get in because we won't move forward? Listen, as long as there's one more person in our community that doesn't know Jesus, Greg, we are not giving up, slowing up, or letting up until we've been taken up. We're going. So where are we going? Well, first, because we are declaring that we're legacy people, we not only receive God's blessings for ourselves, but we receive God's blessings for our community. We're standing on this foundation of 71 years of faithfulness, and we're saying it's time to go. We're about to enter into one of the most important seasons of Pathway Church's history. We're not better than, we're not elite, we're not more enlightened. We're just saying mother and father, grandmother and grandfather, pioneer, Pastor McDuffie, Pastor Morgan, Pastor Terman, all the pastors that have preceded us, we're taking what you have handed off and we're running this thing right through the hole that has opened up and we're gonna run this thing on in for the next victory in this season. So we're, we're moving. Okay, y'all ready? I want to tell you. Airport, I'm so sorry that I'm running over time here. You guys are going to have problems over at kids' check-in, going into the second service. We'll figure it out, okay? Hey, put some love on airport because they're five minutes. They got a little extra five minutes they got to deal with. Moffitt Campus, here's what we're about to do. I'm not going to show you pictures yet, okay? We got some things we want to do through the rest of this series. So you need to be with us for the rest of this time, but check this out. We're gonna create expanded space for our students and for our young adults here in the Legacy People Move. Is that awesome, y'all excited? And we're gonna build some extra community space for our entire church. It's gonna be beautiful. It's gonna be beautiful. And our kids who are thriving, you know what? We wanna put some extra love over on that kid's space. How many of you love our kids? You love our students? Our young adults are exploding. If we were growing as fast as young adults, we'd have to be building about three buildings right now. That's what's happening at Moffitt. Hey, airport campus, you know when you walked in today? I've been messing with you guys for a while, just teasing you, letting you know something's coming, something's coming. You guys are facing, looking at me right now. And as you look out on your left-hand side, that beautiful piece of green space that we left there on purpose because when we first got into airport campus, we had a dream on day one that you were gonna grow and you were gonna thrive and you were gonna multiply and thank God you have. Thank God for your faithfulness. Thank God for the people that are being baptized. But when you walk out today and you look at that green space, I want you to imagine a big, beautiful temple for the supernatural to happen. It's a next level move. We're building at airport campus. We got a new auditorium coming up out of the ground at airport campus. Come on, somebody make some noise for Jesus. It's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be awesome. God is working. God is working. So much more I wanna tell you. And then, as if that isn't enough, we got a little small group going over in Baldwin County. I don't know, how does that sound to you guys? Pathway Church, Baldwin County. Come on, man. Can somebody give the Lord a great hand clap of praise? I'm just thinking, I'm just thinking, what would it be like to have a big old nice piece of property there in the fastest growing county in Alabama? There are people there that need what we've got here. 
Oh man, I just a little taste. I just want you to be dreaming. I just want you to be asking God, what is it now? Now, I'm, I like to have my stuff in order and 48-year-old Pastor Travis is different than 22-year-old Pastor Travis. And when I was a kid, I got out and I started a church and we got it going. We were in the movie theater and Larry, my, my, my soundboard was on the TV tray. And I was preaching in flip-flops. I didn't know what I was doing. Nobody, you think I'm kidding. You go into a movie theater, don't preach in flip-flops because you step backwards and your flip-flop stays in the cinema and you go barefooted right in a melted milk dud. <laughs> but man, we were seeing people come to know Jesus. You know what? We, that little church that we got started out in there, you know what happened? We, we with just a, built it up to a, hundred, a couple hundred people. I thought that I was Billy Graham at that point. And we went out, we said we were going to have the biggest Easter egg hunt that place had ever seen. And we went out, we did this thing, and between seven to 10,000 people showed up in one of the most violent cities in America. And you know, one of the fences broke when it was, came time to get the kids out, and this guy that looked like he had just got released from San Quentin, coming up like Mike Tyson with tattoos all up over his face, voice much deeper than Mike Tyson. And he threatened to rip my head off and do all kinds of terrible things, spit on me, do all kinds. I said, I'll get your kid. I'll get your kid. And that next Sunday, over 700 people showed up at church. I didn't have a plan. And I'm not going to let 48-year-old Pastor Travis that has the plan everything stop the faith that God wants to do something incredible. How do we organize this? Do we do airport first? Do we do Moffitt campus first? Do we do Baldwin County first? What do we do? No, you know what? Let's do it all. Let's do it all. Let's just go and do it all. God is, God is able. Where, where's my place in all of this? Well, I think the Lord's put something in my heart. And I'm not going to ask you to do something that I wouldn't do. And there's nothing more important to me in this world than people come to know Jesus like I've come to know Jesus. So Kelly and I are asking, Lord, help us to do some practical things with our resources to achieve some spiritual results. That's what we're going to be praying about over the next several weeks. And some of the things that Kelly and I have been talking about have really taken my breath away. And I'm believing that God is going to help me to do something that I've never been able to do before. And as I think about it, I don't want to think about it as in what can I do right now, but as we're, we're going to do a, take a three-year journey. And as we do, I'm making decisions about where I am and also decisions for where I'm going to be. And here's what I believe. I believe that God is going to move, move me further tomorrow than where I am today. So I'm not only looking at the math based on what I can do today, but I'm telling you, Dre, I'm thinking God has some better plans for tomorrow. And I want to be a part of that. And I want you to go with me. I'm asking you just to spend some time praying and asking, asking some things. And so as we do, I, I want us to come together with one heart, one heart, one heart, believing. How many of you believe we can do this? With God's help, you believe we can do it. Now, I want to tell you, we had this opportunity in Baldwin County shortly after airport campus launched. And you know what? Honestly, I said, you know, I... I got to see how this thing goes over here. You know, God exceeded all of our expectations with airport campus. We have more people being baptized per capita at airport campus than here at Moffitt campus. Now, a lot of people are being baptized and we have a lot of first timers, but there, there are some things happening over in that area of town. And they're just, it's the same message being preached. The same Holy Spirit is there. 
At the time I thought, maybe it's not, we're not ready for Baldwin County. And somehow God kept this opportunity there and there and there. And through all kinds of circumstances, we are now standing there in that moment. I'll tell you this, we can't get there with just a good idea. Airport, I'm so sorry, please forgive me, please. We're not gonna be able to get there just with a good idea. But if we in unity can come together, how many of you believe that with the power and the help of God, we can take such an important step forward that will bless people in their eternity? How many of you believe that today? Would you just raise your hand? Would you raise your hand? I believe it, I know it, I know it. So I'm asking that number one, you would ask God what sacrifice looks like for you and your family, not for me, not for your neighbor, but for you, just for right where you are. What does that look like for you? Secondly, take time to listen to the Lord. You know, don't make the decision quick, get the heart and will of God on it. You know, listen before you decide. And then lastly, take a step of faith. How many of you say, Pastor, I can do that. I can do that. I can ask God for help, I can listen. I, I, can, I can sacrifice, I can make a decision. I can pray, I can do these things. And I know, I believe that Lord will speak to me. How many of you believe the Lord will speak to you? I know it. And then as we go, I would say, don't miss a single week of this thing. I'm absolutely believing God for the miraculous over the next three years, Pathway Church. Not just for a building, not just for some property, but for my family, for my friends, for you, that you won't be the same. And that the people that are not in our church will come to know Jesus because of the audacious, bold, life-giving faith, the decisions that we're making in this day, that God would do that in our lives. This is my prayer today, a dangerous prayer. Don't move too fast, listen to the Lord, and then take a step of faith. We hope you've been blessed by this week's podcast. Make sure to subscribe to stay up to date with all of our most recent episodes and visit pathwaychurch.us give. We'll see you next week.